Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. Just one more game left in week one of the NFL season, Tony. What's your big takeaway so far? I'm Tony Kornheiser. I'm glad I'm not a Bears fan. How was that? Was that fun? It's better than being a Giants fan, Mr. New York. Uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, 40? 40 you know, to my... nothing? Four... I know. Okay, Somebody I know, I know you weren't a math major, but I know you know 38-20 is not as bad as 40 to nothing. Right? But somebody I know who uh, might be on this set with me today was at that Bears yeah, game yesterday yeah, yeah. and was miserable yeah. about it. I got miserable. to the fourth quarter. Anger. I doubt your Giants yeah. people got to the fourth quarter of 40 to nothing. Oh, nobody did. Yeah. Oh, absolutely not. Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. In today's episode, the Bengals look bad, Miami moves the ball, and Dion wins big. But we begin today with three of the most impressive victories in the NFL's first Sunday. The Cowboys, as Wilbon alluded to, beat the Giants 40-0 in New York. The Packers beat the Bears 38-20 in Chicago, and you were there, Mike. The 49ers beat the Steelers 30-7 in Pittsburgh. So, Wilbon, which win was the most impressive to you? Tony, all three road victories. Two were against hated rivals. The Cowboys winning at the Giants like that. Look, I got on the plane. I, I left Soldier Field. Matthew and I are flying back to Washington, and I go, give me the iPad. I'll get over this loss. I'll look at Cowboys, Giants. I'll lose myself in that. Yeah. And the voice next to me in my ear says, too late, Pops, 26-0. And I'm just, it was staggering that the Cowboys were on top of the Giants like that, Tony. The second most lopsided loss in the history of that rivalry. That says it. Look, look. The Niners look great, okay? And a lot of people thought the Niners were going to look great coming in the, into this thing, even with their uncertainty of quarterback. I don't know the Packers played well because the Bears were so dreadfully stinky, and that might be on yeah. them as much as the Packers playing well, although give a nod of the cap to Jordan Love. I'm going to say the Cowboys, Tone. The Cowboys, that, that, okay. to, to skunk them like that. Cowboys. I had the benefit of watching the beginning of that game. Yeah. I'm going to discount that game a little bit for this Why? reason. I'm going to say that I'm going to say it was a fluke win. I don't want to get into the Cowboys stuff that everybody else gets into with are the Cowboys a lock for the yeah. Super Bowl yeah. now? I'm not I'm not going there. The Giants moved the ball very well on the first series. They were stopped pretty far down the field. They attempted a field goal. The field goal was blocked and returned for a touchdown. One of the flukiest plays in football. Yeah. I mean, it never happens. And the Giants dissolved after that. So I'm, I'm reticent to talk about that as a gigantic victory for Dallas because of the way it unfolded. In the case of the Packers and the Bears, the Packers beat the Bears because they always beat the Bears. Yeah, nine in a row. This is the ninth straight yeah. time they've beaten your Bears. This is why Aaron Rodgers said we own the Bears. I Favre beat them. Rodgers beat them. Yeah. And now Jordan Love beat them. The Bears are a bad team until further notice, That's until right. they show us no that they're not. So I'll go with the 49ers because the 49ers beat a team that's supposed to be pretty good, the Steelers, in a good division on the road at 10 a.m. in the morning on their body clocks across the country, and they killed them. And they, they got from Brock Purdy exactly they well. what they wanted, no turnovers, two touchdown passes. Their defense was superior. And again, Mike, my feeling is I cannot and I won't get involved in the Cowboy yeah. hype. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing Tony, it. Tony, you know I hate the Cowboy hype, and there's way too much of it now. It'll be twice as much between now and next week. But let's just say this. Brock Purdy picked up where he left off when healthy. I mean, when Brock yep. Purdy, before he had that issue in the playoff game, 
He was looking great, and we thought he could. He had it in him, yep. and he's come back from yep. surgery, and he started off great, and so did the Niners. So, look, you could convince me to slide over from the Cowboys to the Niners. Maybe you just did. The Packers, I got to see. I don't know how well they played because the Bears stunk, and that coaching staff ought to be a red alert. Okay, so the Bears new coach who didn't take preseason seriously, didn't even want to play it. How about a rethought? How about a redo on that coach? Let's move. Now I'm angry. You got me going from big winners to surprising losers. The Bengals got blasted by the Browns in Cleveland. Your boy Joe Burrow and the Bengals offense went three and out seven times, punted 10 times. And the Vikes, who finished last season 13 and four, lost to a Buccaneer team. That started Baker Mayfield at quarterback. Tony, should the Bengals or Vikings be more concerned after week one? First of all, Baker Mayfield was very good in that game. He looked like a leader in that game. Look, I know that Minnesota was 13-4 and four last year. But as you know, Mike, 11 of those 13 wins were by one yep, score. close, all close. And I don't look at the Vikings as a legitimate contending team, just the same way that I don't look at Kirk Cousins' as an elite quarterback. I'm sure they're going to win some games, but I believe, as it always does, their season is going to end in failure. The more concerning circumstance is Cincinnati. That was a division game. Now, I know that it rained, but it rained on both teams. Joe Burrow couldn't get anything done. Mike, this is the statistic that is the most telling to me. He attempted 31 passes. He gained 82 yards on 31 passes. Terrible. It's absolutely terrible, and it looks worse because of the big contract that he had signed. Now, what this shows me, he didn't play a minute in these exhibition games. If star players don't play in exhibition games, just get rid of them. Go to 18 regular season games, get rid of exhibition games. That's your thing, except, again, the Bears coach decided he didn't want to play, and how's that looking? So... Yes, Joe, Burrow, that's what I'm saying. Joe Burrow doesn't concern me at all. Joe Burrow didn't play. The Bengals did this last season, and they were still able to rally and get themselves going because it's a longer season now. It's not Jim Brown's 12 okay. game season or your daddy's 14 game season. It's not. And so the concern is about the Vikings, Tony, because they were at home and they got punked. They, they did. The Vikings at home with Kirk Cousins making some big mistakes. Look, you can say he's not an elite quarterback if you want, but going 13 to 40, he's had double-digit wins before. The Vikings yep. are in big trouble. The Bengals aren't. The Bengals struggle with Cleveland's defense in other times. They do. And let's give Cleveland some credit, and we don't necessarily want to. Cleveland played fine. Their quarterback, who's got a lot to prove, more than Joe Burrow. Yes. Okay? Yes. He played pretty yes. well yesterday. So, he no, did. the answer he is did. the Vikings. Because the Vikings, what, what are you doing? Not a good week one showing for the Vikes. Let's move to college football. Deion Sanders made it two in a row at Colorado. His team beat Nebraska by 22 points, 36-14. And Texas, which is moving into the SEC next season, put a little sauce on that move by beating Alabama at Alabama, 34-24. Wilbon, who had the bigger win, Deion or Texas? The bigger win was Texas because you won at Tuscaloosa. The bigger story continues to be Dion. It's Dion, Dion, Dion. That's what it is. Because that game was close in the first half, and Coach Rule, I'm sure, thought his defense was going to, you know, rule the day. Ha, ha, ha. And then they got their butts hammered. Hammered. 
Shadur Sanders, my God, I love this kid. And Tony, it's not just the physical stuff that he brings, but his ability to adjust on his own. He's a kid. And by the way, this reminds me of some second-generation people in life like Ken Griffey Jr. and, 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 and a, a certain three-point shooter in, the, in Northern California, in San Francisco. They grow up Steph in this Curry. world. They grow up. Yeah. And they have fathers, and they see it, and they're in the locker room, and they're on the practice field. And Shadur Sanders says, that's good. You don't need to be in my ear. I got this, and he has it. So it's Dion and his son, because they both in tandem, Tony, are great. It was a wonderful win for Texas and Alabama. It was good. But I'm sorry, Dion and Shadur, they're the story. I'm not going to disagree. I had Paul Feinbaum on my podcast on Friday before this game, and he said, oh, Deion Sanders is the biggest story in college football by a lot. He's basically one through five. And he just lengthened the distance to the rearview mirror with, with this particular win. And I did like what his son, son had another good game. I like when he said that he thought it was personal with Matt Rule because he said he yes. insulted my pops. Yes. Because Rule's comments were perceived as yeah. comments about the transfer they were portal insulting. were perceived as anti Dion. He did insult him. Dion will be the biggest story in college football until he loses. And until he loses, every network will be at every game. And I'll be quick on this, but you're right, it's Texas. Because Alabama doesn't lose in Alabama. Alabama had gone 43 straight games against non-conference opponents in Alabama and won. Alabama lost to LSU in 2019 at home, and before that was Johnny Manziel beating them in 2012. So you go win in Alabama. Big win. That's big, 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 that big, is big, a big, 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 big win. win. And you get beat by Steve Sarkeesian, who you reached out to and helped him when he needed yes. it by giving him a job yes. as your offensive coordinator. Yes. That is a big win. Go. But Dion, it's a big mushroom cloud story. And now we're going to go to another huge story, the latest mess at Michigan State. The school has suspended head coach football coach Mel Tucker without pay following an investigation into a claim by sexual misconduct educator Brenda Tracy that Tucker harassed her repeatedly. Tucker reportedly acknowledges the behavior but says it was consensual, and today he added it was mutual. The hearing is scheduled for October 5. Tony, your thoughts on where all this stands? Okay. If the accusations brought against Tucker are true, if Michigan State comes to believe that this was not consensual at all. They have to fire Mel Tucker. I understand there's a hearing on October 5th because that is the letter of the procedural law in Michigan there. State. Not there. But the closer we get to that, the more you're just going to see it's pro forma. It is not going to surprise me at all if right now lawyers from Michigan State and lawyers for Tucker are meeting to work out small details. Um, in this particular case, we hear the word consensual. We hear that a lot. The guy in Spain said it was consensual when he kissed the woman who played for the Spanish World Cup team. And she said, no, it wasn't. It wasn't consensual. Look, Michigan State is the school of Larry Nasser. He has been convicted for sexual abuse many times over of young female gymnasts. So Michigan State if they believe Mel Tucker, they got to believe him all the way because the bar is higher at Michigan State. Now, Mike, I don't know how you feel. I don't think he'll ever coach a game there again, and I'm not sure he'll ever coach again as a head coach. Tony, we're not getting to October 5. Amen to everything you said, and we don't need to go much over the bell here. They're not getting to October 5. They're not little details they'll be negotiating, both lawyers. They're big details. How much money and how quickly out the door. 
That's what I believe. Let's take a break. Coming up, should we praise the Dolphins' offense or blame the Chargers' defense for Miami's win yesterday? And did Coco Goff or Novak Djokovic, Tony's fave, record the more significant yep. win at the United States Open? Yeah, he's my fave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's great. It's undeniable. He Not- is. The NFL schedule drops this week, and you can be there to catch all the action, live and in person, with Vivid Seats. Experience every touchdown, every tackle, and every eye-popping play of your favorite team. And to kick it off, Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN, is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code PTI. That's code PTI. Download the app or visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Weddings are all about the bride and groom, but they're a chance to look your best, too. With a fully custom suit from Indochino, you'll walk into wedding season looking like a million bucks, even though they start at just $499. It's easier than ever to be impeccably dressed with Indochino, so order your custom suits now and be ready for wedding season. Design the suit of your dreams and fine-tune every detail, including lapels, linings, monograms, pocket flaps, and more. That's right, it's bespoke without the premium price tag. Suits start at just $499 and fitted shirts at $89. To make life even easier, you can set up your measurement profile on Indochino's website and choose customizations without even leaving the house. But if you prefer a premium in-person experience, just book an appointment at a showroom near you and let an Indochino style guide walk you through every step. Look your best this wedding season at the table or on the dance floor when you wear Indochino. Go to Indochino.com today and use code PTI to get 10% off any purchase of $399 or more. That's I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O dot com, promo code P-T-I. It's time to find out what's moving the masses in mail time. Let me see what's first here. Here's the first one. The Dolphins edge the Chargers 36-34. Do you come to praise the Dolphins' offense or question the Chargers' defense? Well, Tony, it's okay to praise the Dolphins' offense. Again, we know if we're talking... A healthy quarterback. And that's, we've been talking about this all offseason, right? And then with the receivers he's got out there that you cannot cover, you know, you, you know, going in, you can praise the Dolphins' offense and certainly what they put up against the Chargers against San Diego yesterday enables you to keep that theme going. The Chargers weren't going to be known as some great defense coming into this season, and they ain't going to be known as that after week one either. Yeah, the answer to this question, as you're pointing out, is both. Tua, It's both, because Tua, he threw for 466, okay? And Tyreek Hill was first-team All-Pro. Can't cover him. Had 11 catches, 215 yards, two touchdowns, including the game winner late in the game. I don't fault the Chargers' offense. Mike, they had 34. How many games do you lose over the course of a year when you score 34 points? So, obviously, there's something wrong with their defense. And, Mike... This may be an L.A. thing because this is what is said about USC, that they put so much pressure on quarterbacks to go out there and get now 40. 40. You know, excuse me for coffee. 40. Yeah. I mean, that's that's apparently what you need to do. So both both of these statements are true. And the only thing about Tua is. He's been so brittle. Can he I stay mean, out there? I remember tanking for Tua, but he's been so Can brittle. Can he stay Can out he, there? Yes. That's what we want to Can see. He stay That's out. the question. If he is and he's upright, you're going to have a hard time stopping him. That's right. 
Who had the more significant win at the U.S. Open, your boy Novak Djokovic yeah. or Coco Goff? Look, it's hard to go against a guy who's just cementing his status tournament by tournament, major by major, as the GOAT. And that's what Djokovic is doing. It's plain and simple. Because Federer's not getting any more because he's done, and the doll may not get any more because he's close to done. But I'm going to say Coco Goff, Tony, because she won her first one at 19. And I'm not going to get into this all-American thing because that, 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 that storyline has been beat to death. But I'm going to look at the top, the women at the top of the pyramid, Fiontek and Sabalenka and Pagula and Vondrosova and Anz Jabor and Rabinica. I'm probably mispronouncing it. Rybakina. And then even Madison Keys is like number 11. But, Tony, there's a, there's a person lurking out there who you better win and get yours in because if she comes back and the indications and the reporting are – that she wants to come Daniel back Osaka. now and, and, and with a frenzy, and that yep. is Osaka. And that is so exciting for me. Yep. You know Osaka's my favorite. So if you're golf, let's go. Let's get started because a monster yeah. is lurking if she can regain her form. The answer to this specific question is Djokovic because Djokovic became the oldest person to ever win the U.S. Open. He did it in straight sets, and it was his 24th major, tying him with Margaret Court. You know, they're in a world of their own at this point, and he's likely to go more. Now, I thought he was somewhat disingenuous when he told the crowd there, I never imagined I could win 24 majors. And at that time, he's wearing, and everybody in the box is wearing, a white sweater with 24 embroidered on it. Did they order that at the beginning of the third set? But it's him, because this is the thing about Goff. She's got a right now beach Fiontech, who's got four. She's got one. Fiontech has four, That's and why she's this only so 22 important. years old. That's why this was more important. This could be... This could be the thing we look back on with Goff, but she's got to play it out and win. She is a work in progress. Yeah. The other guy is the finished product. Enough female. Let's take one last break. Still to come, how will Aaron Rodgers fare in his debut for the New York Jets tonight? Team USA, who you said shouldn't lose, out of the middle. I did. What now? How are you with Djokovic and all the references to Kobe? How are you with that? I felt that was sincere. I mean, I did. I could understand that. But it was just everybody's wearing the sweater, Mike. Yeah. You're all dolled out in the sweater. Come yeah. on now. Yeah. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two. Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Happy time, people. 
Happy 29th birthday, Evan Phillips. The Dodgers' closer is one of the most surprising stories in baseball. After being a nondescript journeyman, traded by the Braves, cut by the Orioles and the Rays, Phillips was picked off uh, waivers by the Dodgers in 2021. To that point, Phillips had a 7-2-6 ERA in 49 appearances. But in 2022, Phillips pitched 66 innings with a 1-1-4 ERA, the lowest of any reliever with at least 60 innings. Struck out nearly one-third of the batters he faced. This year, Phillips has a 2-1-80 RA with 22 saves. He's only blown a lead twice. Over the last two baseball seasons, Phillips leads all relievers with a 1-6-2 ERA. Tony, I know a lot has been made this year of the Dodgers pitching not being what it has been traditionally, being perhaps the worst since they got to L.A. Okay, maybe so. But if you got a guy who can close or hold like this in the postseason with the rest of that Dodger team, they're going to be just fine in the postseason. Yeah, the problem there is starters, not, not yeah. relievers as much. Happy anniversary, Pete Rose. On this day 38 years ago, Charlie Hustle broke Ty Cobb's all-time record for hits with 4,192. You may have noticed Rose wears dress shirts with Hit King embroidered on the collar. Rose finished with 4,256 hits, which may be embroidered on the other collar or a cuff. Ichiro had 4,367 hits, but that includes his hits in Japan. The active leader, Miguel Cabrera, has 3,159 and he's retiring. Mike Trout has 1,624 hits at 31 years old, averaging 177 hits per season. If he could somehow keep that pace, he'd reach Rose at age 45, the age Rose retired, but Trout gets hurt all the time these days. He does, Tony. And didn't Rose have like 200 hits or more, like eight times or something? I mean, Rose. Yeah. Look, look, yeah. look, it's just been forgotten completely how great Pete Rose was because of all the craziness that followed him from the end of his career until today, shirt collars notwithstanding. Happy trails to the bronze medal for Team USA. The United States left the World Cup with no medals after Canada beat them in the bronze medal game 127 to 118. Dylan Brooks, of all people, scored 39 for Canada. The US team lost three of its last four games, Lithuania, Germany, Canada. Now the U.S. has to pick an Olympic team for next summer, and The Athletic is reporting LeBron James is ready to commit. The reporting states further that Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, Anthony Davis, Jason Tatum, and Draymond Green are all ready to commit. And league sources say Devin Booker, Damian Lillard, De'Aaron Fox, Kyrie Irving, and Chris Paul are interested. Mostly old guys. Wilbon, you enthusiastically supported this young I still team. do. What do you make of this? Yeah, a lot of this sounds like marketing nonsense to me, Tony. And I'm looking at American basketball as a whole. Where do we go from here? And those old guys who are all going to the Hall of Fame justifiably, some have gold medals, some don't. Is that going to help American basketball? What are we going to look up and see in four years? Not next year for one team, but going forward in transition. That is the larger concern to me. I'm glad you're taking that position, because I wouldn't have wanted you to flip over and no. say, let's win. No. Okay, good. One omission. As Wilbon and I both thought, the Kansas City Chiefs have signed Chris Jones, ending that holdout. Huge. Huge to get him back. Of course he was coming back. All right, let's go to the big finish. Let's do it. The three rookie starting quarterbacks all lost. Your thoughts? Tony, Bryce Young, Anthony Richardson, C.J. Stroud. That's what rookie quarterbacks do in their first starts. They lose, as Peyton Manning reminded us Friday. Sean Payton and the Broncos lost in their debut. Are you surprised? 
A little bit. That's a division game, right? And that's at home for Denver. I like that Peyton tried the onside kick first. I didn't think they'd lose. The Brewers no hit the Yankees. The 10 in the third innings. Lost in 13. Your reaction? The Packers are not the only cheeseheads I hate. The Brewers are three up on the Cubs, and we are chasing hard in the NL Central. USA Today reports the Angels are willing to trade Mike Trout if he requests one. With seven years left on his deal, would you do that? This means they know they're not keeping Otani. They want to start over. It's the only way to go. Last one. Monday Night Football, Bills and Jets. Who you got? Uh, to steal a line from Destiny's Child. Bills, Bills, Bills. That's the way I'm rolling tonight. Yeah, I'm going the other way on that. Yeah, I know. We're out of time. Try and do better the next time, and I'm Tony Kornheim. They got an ex-cheese head. You know, I hate cheese heads. I'm Mike Wilbon. Same time tomorrow, knuckleheads. And now to 